Hi everybody and welcome back to More Than Marketing. Today I'm talking to Lou Gilbert who is a fellow of the Chartered Institute of Marketing and the Associate Director and Head of Legal at Consortium More Than Marketing. She has over 20 years of marketing and business development experience and is here today to talk to us about legal directories because it's legal directory season. <laughs> if there can be such a, a thing. Um, hi Lou, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you for the intro. <laughs> Makes me sound quite important. <laughs> um, I think that you are because you're the only person I know who knows as much about legal directories as, as you do. <laughs> so that makes you quite important to me. Um, so there are two big legal directories out there, the two big modern ones um, that are the Chambers and Partners and the Legal 500. Um, I just want to tell people who don't know you know, in case there are any non-lawyers listening to this, basically what they are, um, which is uh, essentially just literally a directory of firms, like a like a listing. The Chambers and Partners in Legal 500 are special in that they take the effort to rank the law firms. And that's why they're like the big ones, because being ranked in them is a uh, like a prestige, essentially. Yeah, that's right. They are definitely the two that people would want to go for. So it might be best if I start off just a little intro about what you have to do to submit to the directories. Yeah, that would be really helpful. So I'll, I'll keep it short because <laughs> it could go on. But um, essentially, if you want to be ranked in the legal 500 or chambers, it's kind of a two step process. So the first thing you need to do is a written or editorial submission. Mm -hmm where you put details about your team, um, the individuals within those teams, uh, the sort of work that you do, and up to 20 case highlights. Okay. Uh, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> and then the second part is submission of referees. So for chambers and partners, you can have a maximum of 20 referees. Mm -hmm. And for Legal 500, it's unlimited. Oh, wow. Okay. So when I say referees it's people who have given you permission to be contacted by the directories in their process and give feedback about you and your firm so the kind of things that they get asked are you know what was your experience of this firm okay so clients and and um partners like you know stakeholders and stuff yeah you would include um clients but also other professional contacts right um referrers of work that sort of thing mm -hmm. the main thing is to try and pick people who are likely to respond in the process because mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of people obviously don't have time for these things the emails get lost yeah their emails might be managed by someone else mm -hmm. um people like barristers are a good example, they can be a great referee because they understand the process perfectly yeah. because they submit themselves. Um, but they're likely to get a lot of requests. <laughs> yeah. So you need to make sure you stand out. <laughs> and I also say, you know, it doesn't have to be the most senior person mm -hmm. um, at your client or at, at the referrers. It can be someone you know, of a more junior level who is likely to take the time <laughs> um, to give more detailed feedback about things like, you know, what was the working relationship like? 
how available were the people at the firm, what was the value for money, what did it feel like day to day, that sort of thing. Okay, cool. So it's worth considering. And it's really important because um, part of the ranking it is the work highlights, obviously, they've got to be of a certain calibre. But the, the feedback from referees, if you don't get it, it will really hamper your chances mm-hmm. of being able to get a ranking. Yeah, I mean, it's it's part of the evidence, isn't it? Because otherwise you could just say, exactly oh, we did this and it was really good. <laughs> and yeah. they really liked yeah. it. Yeah, it needs to have context. Yeah. So I have two questions off the back of that. The first one is the first section where you essentially write all of your essays how big is that bit typically? Like, is there a maximum word count or like, is it brochures and books and books and books or? (laughs) No books, please no books. The best thing you can do is use the templates. Mm -hmm. Don't try and get fancy Mm -hmm. and change them. (laughs) Um, They're there for a reason and the information needs to be contained within them. So if you're doing a case highlight, don't use more space than is already there be as concise as possible you want to get across why you've included that deal what's special about it does it have a certain level of complexity did it involve lots of different jurisdictions did you have to do it at under time pressure what is special about it why are you highlighting it and the value of the deal or the transaction or the matter if you can't quantify it try and give an idea of the scale (laughs) at the very least. Yeah, so so don't get wordy on submissions. Do them as concisely as possible. And remember that for some sections in the directories, the researchers might be looking at three or four hundred submissions. Right, okay. I think that is the, the most they have in any one section. So they don't want chapter and verse. They just want you to tell them exactly what you've done and why it's important. Interesting. It, does that apply to, I mean, I suppose uh, this might be a little bit harder to answer, but the sort of things that um, your references would be asking, because it's sort of not as hard and fast, you know, it's not the facts and figures. It's like, oh, I, I really enjoyed working with this person. Is there like a sort of expectation of that person submitting quite a lot or having to write quite a lot is like a 10 minute task to fill out the referencing or the referee thing well actually a good way to have a little look at what they're being asked is if you go onto legal 500 and any of the practice areas Mm -hmm. there's a little orange tab which says provide feedback on your law firm and if you go into that questionnaire you'll get an idea of what oh, okay. people are going to be asked. Right, so you can prep people ahead of time with an idea of what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, the more detail they can give, the better. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they'll be, be asked, you know, what, what the strengths of the firm are and particularly of the individual mm-hmm. that's been named as wanting the feedback. Like I have mentioned, value for money, accessibility, um, how they compare to other law firms. Um, you know, what practices do they have in place to deliver really good client service? Anything that's important to the client, the directors want to know about, okay. you know, what are clients interested in knowing <laughs> about that firm? So, yeah, it, it's not too onerous a task if you if you put someone down as a referee. Right. Um, they're mostly just contacted by email, so it's not <laughs> okay. lots of intrusive phone calls, etc. cetera. <laughs> um, but I think that kind of highlights the importance of picking people that will have the time to give the 
kind of answers that you need them to you know yes and people that you've worked with recently yeah. is, is important. So your front of mind, um, you know, you can include professional contacts that you've known for years and just know you mm. and know the sort of work you do. But but recent ones are really good just so they, they can produce that sort of level of detail. So my uh, next question is uh, about the process like I mean we've discussed that there's a bunch of layers and it is from experience quite a bit of work even though you're trying to be concise that effort is you know quite involved is it for everybody <laughs> to, to to should every law firm be uh, angling to get ranked in um the 500 and chambers no I mean in a word no I think it really depends what you're looking to achieve and the sort of work that you do. Mm -hmm. So bear in mind that these two directories don't showcase things like residential conveyancing. Right, okay. It, you, you know, so if if that's the majority of what you do as a firm, it's probably not going to be for you. But if you have got practice areas where you do a high quality of work, so with a high value or complex work, and you want to showcase it, you want to sort of almost go beyond that high street law firm mm -hmm. type approach. If you want to sort of, you know, elevate your status, if you see what I mean, yeah. it could be a really good one for you. So if you do a lot of corporate or commercial work, if you have a niche sort of work stream that you really want to promote, if you're looking to get on panels for different work, things like accolades in the legal directories are important. And also, if you want to attract a certain level of fee or staff to your firm, um, a listing in the directories will be really well viewed. Um, so, yeah, it's not for everybody. It depends on the work type. It depends on the, you know, the quality. And it is a long process. It, it kind of shouldn't be because <laughs> in an ideal world, every firm would make a note of all the work they do throughout the year. Mm -hmm what the value was, when the the transaction finished, mm -hmm. um, you know, or if it's a barrister's chamber, when the case was heard and what the outcome was and et cetera, et cetera. That's not always what happens. <laughs> so it's a case of, you know, digging into those details and, and getting them all into the submission. That's uh, very interesting to me in the, the list of uh, reasons why you might wish to get ranked. You didn't say, Oh, because it, it will bring you more clients or it looks really good on the the face of your firm. Um, because, you know, before I started working in professional services marketing, I'd never even heard of the legal directories before. So would you say that there is anything in their value in terms of uh, attracting more clients at all? Yeah, it's a really good point, Jen, because I think that would be a challenge to lots of people thinking, well, our clients are never going to look at the legal 500. What does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> and in a way, yeah, your average client at a corporate or whatever is probably not going to look at legal 500 or chambers. Um, but if you're thinking about the type of uh, work types, most of these firms will have sort of some sort of in-house legal help, in-house counsel, um, other professional advisors who will look. <laughs> okay. So even if it's just a validation. Mm -hmm. um, so I always sort of think if you are doing a lot of business to consumer work, so lots of conveyancing or wills and estates, probate work, automatically people will go and look 
for the reviews you have on your website. But for corporate work, um, you know, banking and finance, more specialised areas of legal practice, sort of going onto the directories is kind of like looking at a review site. (laughs) So, yeah, your average client possibly wouldn't. But if you think of all the intermediaries and the other Mm -hmm. advisors involved in that sort of transaction um, or that sort of type of work, then there is plenty of people looking. (laughs) And I think another thing, which I didn't mention, obviously, is the domain authority of those two sites. Of course, yeah, that's huge. It's really super high because I think there's about 20 million (laughs) in the course of 12 (laughs) months on Legal 500, Mm -hmm. which is, is huge. And I think if you have things like a microsite on the directory sites, um, you can really track how many people mm-hmm. do look at your profile. Yeah, I mean, I would think that if your website is sort of subpar or it goes down for whatever reason or it's, um, you know, its SEO isn't quite there, you could do a lot worse than having also having a microsite on a, a directory's website because yeah, that absolutely. will come up and it looks good and it's got all of that evidence that you're really, really good at your, your job. Yeah, and I think there's so much more you can do on a profile now with Legal 500 or Chambers. There's so many other sections that you can add content to. It is like a little mini WordPress site. That also, you need to keep updated. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can put uh, case highlights on there. You can put press releases and you know that that's got good traction. It's got a good hit rate um so yeah if you do have a a microsite make sure you use it make sure you update it all the stuff all the stuff on it um so we're running out of time a little bit so i'm uh, gonna ask you one more question and that's actually basically just um it's we consider it to be legal directory season um (laughs) what's the cycle like when do we need to have submissions in by and do you know roughly when the next stages are when the rankings are announced in the year. Okay, so we're talking just about the UK for the purposes of this yep. uh, discussion. <laughs> so the next uh, deadlines coming up will be early December, 6th of December mm-hmm. for Chambers. That's only a few practice areas, things like commercial property, social housing, okay. um, a few others. They, they do change them sometimes. Um, and then the majority will be after Christmas, early February and then March for London submissions. Okay, wow. For changes. Okay, yeah. so you have to be on it. <laughs> so I think, yeah, it's it's fair to say that it's legal directories season yep. and it will run until March okay. next year. Happy days. So springtime is directories time (laughs) um and you kind of have to be paying attention to what you're submitting for and when the deadlines are because it's not all the same okay and i would say do a good bit of research on the practice areas to make sure that the work you have fits the criteria and the definitions because that's one of the main reasons people don't get ranked is they're submitting work which is not relevant for that section right there's some quite strict definitions of the work that you can include um but yeah I'm more than happy to answer any questions if people have them and they're not sure what to submit for would you be happy for us to uh give your email address here and people can just email you directly absolutely so it's it's literally just lou at consortiumbiz.co.uk so that's l-o-u at consortiumbiz.co.uk um that's it 
yeah, I mean, you really can't go wrong <laughs> by asking Luke questions about this. As demonstrated, a seasoned professional knows all the ins and outs. <laughs> it's very kind of you to say. <laughs> um, so if you need help in any way, you can uh, always reach out and uh, we can have a chat about that. Um, the best way to get a little bit of what we're doing is to uh, join our mailing list. You can get that on our website, which is consortiumbiz.co.uk forward slash newsletter. If you have enjoyed this, then we would really love it if you would leave us a little rating on whatever platform you are listening to this on. And uh, if you would like to be in the show or if you have any questions, then you can email me at podcast at consortiumbiz.co.uk. Um, and I think that is it for now. Um, please like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, and uh, we will see you in the next one. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Bye.